Grace, a self-care super nerd and yoga fanatic. And I'm Kaylee, an empath and fitness enthusiast. We've been best friends since childhood. And today we're here to talk all things health and wellness. We're practitioners of mental, emotional, physical, and spiritual growth. Let's get into the nitty gritty. And all the dirty deeds. And figure it out. Hey, what you doing? I'm actually brainstorming all the people I'm going to cut out of my life. What? Yeah, I'm doing a little life audit. You want to talk about it? Let's fucking talk about it. Welcome back to episode nine of Figuring It Out with Grace and Kaylee. Thank you for being here and happy freaking Tuesday. Happy Tuesday, you guys. What are you bringing to me this week? Thank you so much for asking. (laughs) I feel like we often talk about how important it is to clean our homes and our environments for your health, but at the same time, are we using that same principle and practice and applying it to our relationships, our social circles. And I think we don't often think about how you you sit down like once a quarter or once a year, if you're someone that's, you know, goal setting or trying to create a structure for how you want your year to flow. But like, do you sit down and write down a list of your friends and like think, does this person serve So That is so interesting because I think the reason why it's not talked about, like, do you life audit your friendships is because it could be perceived as a little fucked up. Totally. Could you imagine finding out one of your friends wrote you on a list and basically wrote a pro and con list for your friendship? I would literally never talk to that person again. (laughs) So don't let me know. Okay. (laughs) So basically we've decided in this conversation, it's definitely still social taboo to like kind of talk about it's uncomfortable because it can be kind of, yeah. Yeah. So we're going to talk about it today for that exact reason. I love it. I love it. And I think, you know, there's people that will sit down and do an audit on friendships, but I think subconsciously we all do this, you know, you might as well be fucking organized about it. A million percent. That's the line of this whole episode. (laughs) Take the emotions out of it and just have this conversation with me because we're looking at it as a way to protect yourself, protect your peace, your mental, emotional, and physical health. Leaders say like you are who you hang out with and your innermost circle. Those are the kinds of people that their habits, their routines, their lifestyles typically look very similar to yours. So it's important on who you're spending your time with and depending on where you want to get. So imagine yourself you know, being in a place where you're sitting down to do this life audit that we kind of joked about. Okay. Yeah. And you're evaluating the different kinds of people you have in your life. I've broken these into categories that I think are super relevant. Correct me if I'm wrong or make corrections as we go. Okay. Okay. So your first friend everyone knows and loves is the obligation friend, obligatory friend, kind of known as you don't really have a choice or you feel you don't have a choice because we're about to life audit Marie Kondo, your fucking friend (laughs) in this relationship, your OFs have been around in your life for so long that you hold on by 
you guessed it, obligation. These can be childhood friends, friends from school. These can be, you know, your second cousin you see once a year. Family does fall under this category. Why I think the obligation friend or the OF is super important is because psychologically, I think there's a really positive benefit to having someone seen you through so many seasons of your life Mm -hmm. and still provide you emotional connection. When I think that this person can be toxic or when it's a sign to let them go is they are someone that's seen you through so many seasons and stages of life. If after one of these seasons or stages or what I'm going to call your blossoming season, you go through a little like, oop, hey, here's me. I've developed. Mm -hmm. If they can't support you in this blossoming season, then it's time to reevaluate this relationship. They might get out. Love that. Another great indicator, if you're thinking about a person that's in your life, that's under the OF category would be, do your values, missions, and purpose in life in this season, do they align? And is there any resentment because of it? That could be resentment from you, resentment you feel from them. Yeah. So I think maybe if you are feeling you are, let's say you're growing as a person and the support just isn't there or it's met with judgment or Mm -hmm. something that can make you feel insecure or something that just holds you back. You know, these people know your triggers. They know you in and out. And sometimes people just don't want to see you do better than them. So if that is something that is happening in this relationship and you just feel like you are giving it, giving it and giving it all to them. And that is what you're receiving back is judgment and these just gross feelings that come along with maybe a sense of jealousy or a sense of something just going on with them. And that's fine. Take a step back, right? A million percent. Or, and I don't know if you're going to hit this later on, but if you do feel like you are coming into that relationship with your friends what do you do? Like I sense judgment whenever I am sharing something that I'm excited about or something new, or yeah, it's holding me back. I'm feeling insecure after I feel or hear their feedback. So what do you do? Absolutely. We're going to talk about the great strategy in relationships of building and developing trust. Um, But we're going to talk about what happens if there isn't a safe space to share that. Okay. Love it. So yeah, I thank you for hitting the nail on the head with that, Kaylee. I also think it's important to note for this life audit exercise, I'm not saying write down your aunt, your uncle, your like everyone you can think of. We're talking about people that you put energy into. That's what I'm considering a friendship. Love it. So, okay. (laughs) Give me, what about like the friends that like the social media friends is that on your list a million percent Kaylee we cannot have a conversation about friendship without talking about your internet friends any google search find any doctor to talk about how social media is negative for your brain but one of the positive benefits the internet has given us are these internet friends the hype connections yeah your hype girls your Mm -hmm. support Do you feel like you've made a bunch of internet friends from joining, you know, the health and fitness? Yeah. You know, in the bodybuilding world, the, well, bikini bodybuilding world, I feel like all of us just hype each other up and it makes me so in love more with this sport side note. 
So yeah, I'm totally in for whatever you want to call it. Hype girls, internet friends, social media acquaintances, whatever you may call it. I'm I'm here for it. Okay. I couldn't agree with you more. And I think that why they're really important is because basically it's a social like surface relationship and someone you're exclusively talking to online. These are like low commitment contracts that we have with other like-minded people, you know, Mm -hmm. as we age, our priorities, our focus change, and it's not as often, and it depends on who you are, right? But typically it's not as often for you to be able to keep the same social calendar you had when you had no commitments, whatever, whatever they may be. Yeah. So this is like a really good supplement. Consider it your supplemental dose from like being able to go out with your girls all the time and have like long, intimate conversations. You got some people on your team who are here to support you, who share what you enjoy, what you like. Yeah. Yeah. So let them hype them up and you better be on social media, double hearting everyone's pick, you know, leaving the flames love that like I will totally hype you up if you hype me up but what about what about when you're scrolling and you feel yourself down on yourself like I feel like it's so easy to compare yourself obviously I feel like that's the biggest topic with social media is like the comparisons because we're only sharing things that we love in our lives are like highlights and you know the good things which makes sense So what if you're feeling like, oh my God, I'll never compare in this space up to this girl. Thank you so much for asking. Or male. Right. Whomever it may be. You need to remove it from your life. ASAP. I agree. I, so I will mute whenever I feel that it's not bringing out the best in me or serving me to my highest potential as a friend and as a fucking human like if I'm like looking at something and it's pissing me off it's not good for me I don't want to send that energy to you and I don't want myself to get tripped up on this negativity a million so mute, mute mute with love yes mute with love. send with love send that mute button and don't feel bad about it and that is even if they didn't do anything, you know, wrong, it, it's especially if, if you didn't totally. have, when I say like that wrong is, I mean, like you get into an argument or you have a negative conversation or, you know, they say something directly towards you on social media, they could be living their best life. If you feel any type of negativity, just like Kaylee said, don't send that shit. Yep. Okay. What about, I'm taking it back to when we were 16 and we had our party girlfriends honestly of all the types of friendships I've ever had in my life my those are our favorites (laughs) the strongest bonds I've ever felt with other humans doing the most dumb and embarrassing things it is it's unlike anything you'll ever have you know beautiful it's so beautiful yeah the party girlfriends are a great a great group of people that are and living a you know fun, reckless lifestyle. And we all maybe have a part of our bodies that maybe you guys haven't experienced being like dumb and reckless, but I think there are multiple occasions throughout your lifespan where there, you can be dumb and reckless. Totally. I think it's good to be dumb and reckless as long as you're not like, it's not too reckless where you're like injuring yourself (laughs) or drinking and driving. (laughs) 
Absolutely. And I think that there's a good opportunity to talk about the differences, introverts and extroverts, right? Like, what do you yeah. consider yourself? What do I? What do you consider yourself, an introvert? Extrovert? Oh, introvert. Totally. totally. Which is hilarious to me, but yeah, definitely introvert. And I think that I'm one of the mixes, introverted extrovert. It's basically just a mix. I have to yeah. now recharge alone. I realize how important alone time is to shut down and fill my tank back up. But I, but I think technically that means you're an introvert. It does. But I think I'm yeah. an extroverted introvert because social no. connection brings me joy. But it can bring you joy, but it's not where you get your energy. Interesting. So you're telling me if I don't get energy from being social, I don't know if this is correct, but if you are an introvert, that means you recharge by yourself. And when, yeah. if you're an extrovert, you recharge at like parties or community yeah, building. I, and if that's true, maybe, <laughs> maybe Kaylee's providing me, shedding a lot of light and providing me an honest conversation to have with myself. I've been going out for years now and telling everyone I'm an introverted extrovert, but maybe I'm just lying and I'm an introvert. I think you are, but whatever. We'll Google it later. We'll Google it. <laughs> but regardless, introvert or extroverts, those that refill and recharge by being out and being social. I think the only difference between the two and having these quote unquote social party friends is that if you're an extrovert, you're obviously going to need it way more often at a way higher volume than an introvert would need these kind of social interactions, depending on what age, lifestyle, all the factors of your own personal life. Mm -hmm. But like, as an introvert, you still need these social interactions. They could be few and far in between for you, depending on what your needs are. But like, there are points in time of a year where you really need to have some social because it's good for you, right? Yeah. So- that's why they're important. They serve their, their purpose. It's really good for the brain to fuel with conversations of others. This is kind of what we hit on earlier about talking about like having diversity in your brain and in your circle, just mixing it up. Right. Love it. Um, but like we talked about with internet friends, another, a really good way to understand if you are, this party friend is no longer serving you is one. If you're experiencing any envy envy is super negative, we don't want it in our ether and uh -uh. two it's lifestyle changes. You know, we are humans that are meant to consistently evolve and change and grow and ebb and flow. And so if you go through a lifestyle change and maybe you're not as social or needing that same or needing to just reprioritize your focus. Maybe you're starting a new business. Maybe you're starting a club. Maybe work has gotten super heavy. And so your social life in that aspect is kind of taking a back seat. If this is a person that can't support that, because, hey, don't get mad at the social friend, right? You know mm -hmm. their purpose. They're just there to go out with you and have a good time. Like they're there to fuel that. So it could be really natural for you to like kind of grow into a different season and for them, you guys to not be jiving. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. A psychologist would tell you, you need to have a conversation with them and kind of break up with your friends. Yeah. Um, Grace will tell you <laughs> that ghost it's everyone. not to ghost, but it's okay to just take a step back and not have to explain yourself. So, and not have to answer text messages you know, like feeling, um, I don't want to say like a slave to, I guess, yeah, like to your phone or to the relationship 
Like, why am I putting all this energy into someone who's taking from me, constantly taking from me? A million percent, a million percent. Like, I think the word that resonated to me when you were talking was responsible. Like you feel responsible for that friendship and for caring for it and nurturing to it, which is being responsive. And Mm -hmm. yeah, you don't have to be responsive. And so a good practice that (laughs) is something that I started doing because when you don't take the psychologist's advice and you take my advice and you just create distance and space, sometimes that can cause friction, right? And that friction is uncomfortable for everyone. You're, You're not trying to hurt anyone's feelings. It's just like, hey, I need to kind of redirect. A way to counter that would be in the beginning of your friendships with social people when you know like this person is just going to be a social friend to set realistic expectations. I, as I've moved to a new city and I started cultivating new friendships, I was in a space where of course I want new relationships and joy and interesting conversation, but I don't have the time for the commitment straight up, like do not. And so I just say that to people in like a really kind of odd blunt way, which is, you know, like I'm really focused on doing this podcast with my best friend and really killing it at work and developing my relationship with my partner, which I, you know, I'm so excited about. So my lifestyle is not like I'm going grab a drink or grab a happy hour once a week, you know, but like maybe in a couple of months, let's catch up again. Or like, let's go on a walk. I started framing it where it's like, this is what you can expect from me. And that way, like, yeah, it kind of might rub people the wrong way, but I'm just, I'm being blunt. So like, you can't get mad at me when you text me once a week and you ask me to do something. And I still not like, I'm not answering on your timeline. Like I've already laid out the expectation you're living in la la land and like your needs and my needs are not matching. And so honestly, I'd probably, it's time to go. It's just time to remove you from my rotation. So whenever you feel like you're not being heard from someone who, you know, you've set your expectations with what do you do like you're being called a shitty friend yes you've already put your yes and they're they're piling it on you because you're a shitty friend and you're not there for them or they're toxic so they're gossiping all the time they're draining you with every phone call but you still love and adore them okay two part and I want to back up First part being when you're feeling guilt and you're, you feel like I'm a shitty friend or that that's their perspective, perspective of you. That's a really good time to pull out the big guns. Here's the text that you are going to say, or the appropriate thing again, would be like, do it in person. But here I am copping out, send that shit by text. I feel like I am disappointing you in our friendship. I can't provide you what you need and want right now. Let's catch up and start time frame here. Let's try and catch up in a couple months. Maybe, you know, it's the, coming towards the end of this year. I love in the new year, right? Like yeah. create space. And the way that you frame it is it's, I feel, so you're not arguing logic with anyone. This is how you, you are feeling and showing up in this moment. Do not let anyone come and try and argue emotions with you. Right. Like, we're not doing that. We don't play that game. No. Our fucking feel. And then you lead with, I'm disappointing you because one, you're addressing the issue of not meeting expectations right up front. You're acknowledging how they feel, which is all they want, which is that they're neglected and that you don't love them and, you know, all this shit. Yeah. And 
you're ripping off the band-aid. So it's super easy. And it's not kind of coming at it from a defensive or accusatory. It's just, we're all acknowledging what's happening here. But like, since I can't meet up to these expectations, like, bye, like I need a break. So what if that is met with shit talking and you're a terrible person and I thought we were friends? Amazing. Because this person has just confirmed to you that they have no purpose in your life. And so on this life audit list, take your big, fat, red, thick, fucking Sharpie and cross their name out because bye-bye. We don't need that kind of energy. And it doesn't have to be forever, but like right now, this isn't serving you. And what I, and, and yes, and I love that you said it doesn't have to be for forever because yeah, you're using a big red fat Sharpie to mark their name off on your secret (laughs) list. But I think that you always should focus on closing a conversation or a chapter with a positive message. I've really made it a point and purpose ending relationships or friendships or acquaintances and things ending an argument with anyone ending it with like a thank you I hear you like we'll try again or any kind of positive note will be a tone and reflection of how you end feeling about it so if I end a conversation with an argument with someone and I'm like yeah fuck you too bye every Mm -hmm. time I think about the end of that conversation I'm gonna feel that yucky right if I end the conversation with something positive like I really do wish you well say someone's like fuck you grace you're a horrible friend. I never want to talk to you again. And I say, I'm really sorry you feel that way. I'm also really disappointed in this, um, but I really do wish you all the best. Bye, delete. Then I leave feeling at peace with myself. I do think you're sending positive intentions and energies and good vibes into the universe. And so you're going to attract that social interaction back. So yeah, releasing negativity, right? And at the end of it all, you don't have this burden of feeling like you're not good enough for one certain person you ripped the band-aid off you're not showing up to something you don't want to be at and like that's just adding to misery like you don't want to do something you're not doing you don't want to have these gross conversations that make you feel like shit all the time I feel like it is easier said than done and it takes a lot of encouragement sometimes from yourself and from others that are really close to you to really be honest with someone else, especially when you know it's going to hurt their feelings. But honesty is always the best option. However, if you're like me, and sometimes you can be a little chicken shit, (laughs) there are ways to communicate tough messages with someone that isn't so like bold and brutal and headstrong. Because I think the more you practice it, the easier it gets. Yeah, totally. Like sitting, starting to send it in a text or even an awkward ass email. Yeah. And then eventually you're going to have this confidence of just, I'm choosing myself and you don't want the best for me right now. And that's not your issue. That's their issue. And that's a, okay. Protecting your energy, protecting your space. Like this is self love and health million percent. We love a good boundary. Boundary line is there. I think too, we touched on this earlier and it was about trust and building trust and why that matters in friendships. So I have this category I'm going to call, you've gained my trust. Like you're in my innermost circle kind of friendship. My people. My people. 
I listened to a beautiful TED talk the other day. I'll get the name of it and I will link it into our show notes. But it was about a woman who talked about how we as humans, we get really excited when we find someone we feel very connected to and we tend to just overshare. You know, we're just like, oh my God, that's me. Have you ever left a social interaction where you've like, you know, had a really inspiring, but a lot of sharing on your end conversation and you leave feeling gross? So mm, I don't think I leave feeling gross. I'm just like, wow, I really, they really, they know my life story now. They really got a chance to get to know me. (laughs) (laughs) But I never regret it, to be honest. If I'm oversharing, it's about my personal experiences in a positive light. I never overshare. So yeah, maybe back in the day, oversharing just yucky things and not yucky, like as in, but just like talking shit about people, which that's just not my vibe anymore. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for my TED talk. Yeah, I love it though. (laughs) No, I, I, I'm here for it. I think though, I know I am someone that struggles even if I'm not talking about anything negative, if I just meet you and I just become incredibly vulnerable with you really quickly, I experience physical side effects like after the fact. I feel gross. I feel anxiety. Vulnerability to you is really challenging. Oh my gosh. We, if you haven't read The Power of Vulnerability <laughs> by Brene Brown, please go order your copy today. It is life-changing. I struggle with vulnerability so hard and that's why I'm so inspired by Kaylee. And honestly, I, I try and use her as an example for me to try and uh, improve on this, but vulnerability is like a fucking weak spot. Vulnerability is really hard for her. But anyway, this TED talk was talking about how this woman <laughs> shared, she shared that we often are incredibly vulnerable with people incredibly quickly. And that's not that being vulnerable is a bad thing at all. It's actually really healthy for you to be vulnerable and feel safe enough to be vulnerable. But the catch is we are not allowing people to go through the correct screening process of like building trust. We give them trust so quickly by being so vulnerable and sharing so much that we don't actually know this person is worth holding that trust until typically it's like too late. And then we all have experiences where we have incredibly negative stories and relationships with people because we should have never given them trust when we did. I like the idea of kind of building when you're building a new relationship to keep that in the back of your head as a nugget, right? Share a little something about yourself, share something that's special to you, you know, and, and watch and see how the person uses that information and how they protect that information and, and, I think if that goes well, then you give a little bit more and you give a little bit more until you're able to kind of indoctrinate this person into your inner circle, place of peace kind of friendship, right? Yes, I love that. I think there's some characteristics you can look for in a person that is a good indicator if they have the potential to be a good friend on the roster. Let me get my pen out. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's loyalty to the people in their life, their current life. I think a good example of that is if someone is negatively speaking about someone they've claimed to be a friend or a family member in front of you, that's red flag numero uno. Yeah. Because if they're going to talk about that person, they're going to talk about, you know, you. you know, who, you know, when you leave and I have people like that in my life that it's like, you talk so much about 
people that I know I am a topic when I leave. And I'm aware of that. Like, I get it. So. And when Kaylee performs her life audit, they will be politely removed. I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Kidding. It's like, I get it. So I know what you're playing here. Absolutely. We know the game. So loyalty and how they speak of those around them, I think is a really good indicator of someone that could be a good friend. I think similar values and expectations is a great one. You guys are on the same page about what kind of, you know, commitment you're able to provide. You communicate clearly. There's not a lot of confusion. This person doesn't leave you feeling anxiety after the fact. Those are all really good indicators. Like this person could be a quality friend, right? Yeah. Right. So typically your innermost circle of friends are people you already have established relationships with right? Like your family, basically. Yeah. Your your family, your best friend. And and I understand these kind of relationships can be a newer person. It could be someone you met at work like a year ago, but you've developed this really special, you know, connection. You've built trust with each other. You're incredibly vulnerable. I won't put time on it, right? They're really beneficial. Obviously some signs you should look for if it's time to remove them. We've touched on above, which would be, are you still aligned? Are you able to grow through seasons and flow together, support one another without envy and be honest? Typically has to be some large shift or life altering shift for them to be even like considered Mm -hmm. to remove from your roster because typically they've already proven to be a person. Your bond is just strong and you've been through, you've probably been through a lot of changes and that never affected your relationship. And I think that's something that me and you are is we've seen each other like change a shit ton of times million Um, times yeah and we've still maintained the same relationship that to me is your people like that is who you want by your side on the you know most important days of your life absolutely and I think it's really cool too to touch on the fact that you and I are in completely different seasons of life like, mm-hmm. we live to- two polar opposite lifestyles. Like we're just in different places. Kaylee is married, has three beautiful children, is building a business, is running a freaking home, like taking your kids to school, being a kick-ass mom. And I completely opposite. And you are <laughs> building your relationship, building your business. I'm in a new relationship, a new city, a new season of life, totally. focusing on climbing the corporate ladder. I spend all of my extra cash on eating out and trying to balance my health and wellness <laughs> because that's what I love to do. So different spaces. And I've never, there's not another person except for other people in my innermost circle that are as intimately as connected to me as Kaylee is. And so this kind of misconception at times that if you have an innermost friend and maybe you guys are in different places of life, it does create distance for certain people, but I genuinely think that's a cop-out. I agree. I have never felt like a weirdo explaining to grace about my issues being not my issues but like my struggles whenever it comes to like being a mother and just the daily struggles that an overwhelmed mother may go through she is the first person I call whenever I'm having a mental breakdown and never do I feel like she's not a mom so she doesn't get it like never has that ever crossed my mind so yeah I feel like that's bullshit when people say you know you're just you're indifferent you know she's a mom and you know you're doing this and she's doing that so no fuck that 
Exactly. And you, that is a thing. That is a narrative. It's a narrative people yeah. come up with when you're projecting your own shit. And I think similarly, I could project like, oh, Kaylee's so busy being a mom and a wife. She doesn't have time to like support me or be there for you. She doesn't understand that like my lifestyle of get, you know, going out and not waking up for my 5am workout. Like, oh my gosh, she's judging me because I posted X, Y, and Z. I'm doing a keg stand on the, you know, whatever. <laughs> like, not at all. It is a narrative that we produce for ourselves when we feel insecure or we feel guilt or blame. And that is yeah. ugly. It's so- not healthy. And if you have someone who's using those excuses, that was never, you know, I don't think the bond was that strong in the first place. A million percent. It wasn't. And and that's such a tough reality. I think people struggle so much with just saying like, I'll be okay. Yeah. And this person isn't what I romanticize them to be. Yeah. And we do that in friendships and in, you know, emotional relationships. We romanticize what someone could be for us in our perspective. And it's okay to say like, that wasn't the reality of what it was. And I need to like mentally let go. And And that, yeah, that's the hard pill to swallow is my therapist has always used to tell me whenever I first was going to therapy that I set expectations too much. Like, and that's, that is what's letting me down, not the person it's your expectations. So that has carried with me over the years. And it's so true. Like I expect my husband to load the dishwasher, but there was no communication there was nothing for me to expect that. If I said, hey, babe, can you load the dishwasher for me? I'm tired. He would be like, yeah. But because I was like in my head expecting something, that's where I was let down. Amazing. So that's a good way to view, you know, your friendships and relationships. Are you expecting from them something that they can give you? Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, Reflection piece for your journal entry tonight, you guys. Oh. <laughs> okay. So I realized this was kind of an all over conversation about friendship. And I appreciate you coming on this wild journey with me. Basically, my action for Kaylee, you, and for myself, and for anyone that's listening is it doesn't have to be a formal thing. Although I think it's way more fun when you're organized. So I personally would grab my favorite pen, my favorite spiral notebook. I would light some incense, turn on some 528 Hertz frequency in the background. Okay. And I would do a life audit. I would evaluate the relationships in my life. I'm going to challenge you to think of the 10 people that you're giving most of your energy to, right? They take up the most time your physical time as well as your mental time because answering those text messages takes mental space, okay? Yeah. Think of those 10 people and then think about the suggestions that we made. Is this, how is this person serving you? How are you also serving this person? Because it's equally important to feel value in how you show up in your friendship to this person. What type of friend are they? Are they showing any of these traits that we've talked about that maybe it's time to let them go? And challenge yourself into this next season. Maybe it's just next year, 2023. See if creating space in those relationships after doing this kind of life audit is going to serve you in a positive and beneficial way. And I'm going to be honest, I strongly feel that after six months of creating space from people that don't meet the cut, 
in your life audit, you are going to feel a difference physically and emotionally and mentally. You're going to feel a difference. Yeah. And if it's someone you've always maybe had arguments with on and off and y'all just don't vibe anymore, like really be like, okay, why am I doing this to myself? Why are we doing this to each other? Like what needs to change? And it doesn't have to be an ugly argument and no one has to be wrong or right. But I'm telling you, once you, you let go of what you need to let go. And this is just, you know, with anything in life, you let go what you need to let go and you embrace what, you know, your season and what is serving you right now. You will fly, baby. You're going to fly. Imagine living a life where the amount of output you mm-hmm. give is the same amount of input you received. Because yeah. in, in a science-backed way, your output and your input, I'm so, I am such a blonde. In your, <laughs> in your science-backed study, <laughs> you guys, I'm just using fucking math. Okay. Output <laughs> equals input. And so if they're the same, then it's balanced. The load is balanced, meaning you as a human are balanced and we understand and know at this point in our podcast journey (laughs) if you're still with us you understand that being feeling balanced is one of the best ways you can perform and show up as your best yes but psa i don't believe in balance (gasps) Mm -mm. tell me because i don't believe in perfectionism i don't associate balance with being perfect I think about balance like it's homeostasis. I'm really geeky. Yeah. Like yeah. It, it just means that you feel at peace. That's kind of where I get I that. Like your balance. balance. Yeah. But, but the definition of balance would be, you know, in that kind of way. Let's just be incredibly intellectual and use homeostasis. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> I'm fucking getting this shit. Psychology state of someone who is functioning at a satisfactory level of emotional and behavioral adjustment. Whatever. <laughs> what you didn't see is the hair flip that was just <laughs> saying we're not ever going to be perfect. So anyways. Okay. There is one last, one last thing I wanted to flag before we yeah. go ahead and sign off with this one. But I learned a little nugget from my therapist in our last session about boundaries, because I am someone that uses boundaries as a tool to like create distance from myself and someone. And she taught me the other day that we often confuse using boundaries as a form to like remove something from our life. And in reality, boundaries are the tool we use to just sit with something. Like you create this boundary in order to be in this relationship or in this situation. It's like a boundary that has you success. Yeah. So I thought that was really cool when creating boundaries with your friends or your family, don't think about it. Like it's a negative. I'm removing you from my life. Thinking about it as I'm creating this rule, a little contract that we and you now have that mm-hmm. you have to follow in order for me to continue our relationship being at homeo fucking stasis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like you are setting boundaries to save your relationship. And because you care about this person and you don't want it to get ugly and it's, it's going that direction. Absolutely. So these are some tips, tools, and tricks we've used today. You guys are going to do your life audit. You're going to go to my last post on 
I'm figuring it out with Grace and Kaylee. And you're going to comment that you've done your life audit and we're going to talk about it. So yes, thank you guys so much for tuning in and talking about friendships today. They're near and dear to our heart. Go text your friend and say, Hey, I love you. And we'll see you guys on next week's episode. See you next week. Bye. Bye.